Hi, and welcome back to Obstetrics and Gynecology podcast series. Today we're looking at hypertension in pregnancy. This can be broken down to three broad headings. The first being chronic hypertension, which is hypertension diagnosed less than 20 weeks gestation. The second is gestational hypertension, which is pregnancy-induced hypertension with onset after 20 weeks gestation. This is defined as systolic blood pressure greater than 140 milligrams of mercury on two separate occasions, at least four hours apart, and resolves three months postpartum. And then the third type is preeclampsia. And preeclampsia is gestational hypertension with either proteinuria, renal insufficiency, thrombocytopenia, evidence of limb damage with raised LSTs, pulmonary edema, and or cerebral edema. With preeclampsia, this can present also as HELP syndrome, which is a life-threatening form of preeclampsia, symbolised by hemolysis, elevated liver enzymes, and low platelets. Eclampsia is a form of severe preeclampsia, which results in convulsive seizures and or coma. The pathophysiology behind preeclampsia begins with the abnormal implantation of the placenta, resulting in hypoperfusion of the placenta and insufficiency to the fetus, which can then result in fetal growth restriction. As a result, anti-angiogenic factors are released in the mother's circulation leading to widespread endothelial dysfunction, vasospasming, and hypertension, which then causes end organ damage. This end organ damage results in the symptoms we see for preeclampsia. On top of the hypertension, we can get headaches, right upper quadrant epigastric pain, visual disturbances, proteinuria, as well as severe signs that are warning signs for eclampsia, such as altered mental state, nausea and vomiting, hyperreflexia, and clonus. When examining the patient, it's important to do a maternal blood pressure, maternal weight to assess for edema, as well as a urine dipstick. It's also important not to forget the fetus. Also perform an ultrasound looking at the amniotic fluid index and growth of the fetus, as well as cardiotopography, and adopt the ultrasound to assess placental blood flow. There are six key maternal investigations that must be performed in all new presenting hypertension after 20 weeks. These include a full blood count. This is to assess the platelets and thrombocytopenia. Secondly, a UEC. This is to assess kidney impairment. Thirdly, LFTs as well as an AST to assess for liver impairment. Fourth, a urine PCR, which is a protein-creatinine ratio to assess for proteinuria. Five is uric acid and six is LDH. These are both used to assess end organ damage. Management of preeclampsia first starts with maternal monitoring and fetal monitoring with the investigations discussed. Secondly, we want to lower blood pressure. In the acute setting, we can use oral nephidipine 
or IV libidolol. And for ongoing lowering of the blood pressure, we can implement lifestyle measures, or pharmacologically, we can use oral methyl dopa, libidolol, nifidipine, or hydralazine. The third part of management is preventing eclampsia, and this can be done with magnesium sulfate. The fourth and final part includes a discussion about when to deliver and whether corticosteroids would be needed for lung maturity. In the management of eclampsia, we first need to ensure that there is a patent airway. We can then provide oxygen, magnesium sulfate, midazolam to stop the seizure, place the lady in the left lateral decubitus position and deliver the baby promptly. If a lady is at high risk of developing preeclampsia, for example, previously having it in another pregnancy, we can use low dose aspirin and calcium from 12 to 14 weeks gestation as a mode of prevention. And that's a wrap. That's preeclampsia done and dusted. Stay tuned for the next podcast.